Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I'm the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. I think he's BJ? in a star... Land far away on the in toilet. A galaxy. Yeah, he's on yeah, a galaxy far, far away. Not here. <laughs> on a toilet in a galaxy far, far away. That's right. I don't want to speculate. But running the boards is Joey D's. Hello. On today's show, we will talk about The Walking Dead coming to an end. But it's a zombie movie, so it'll be back. We'll also talk about the Toy Hall of Fame nominees and probably argue about what's a toy and what's not. Oh, wait, BJ's not here. We don't have to worry about I that. I don't want to okay. argue. Uh, we will also talk about the Dune yes. trailer. Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. I'm excited. And, of course, I can't tell. the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? People can get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's got our blogs, podcast, and More. More. Oh. <laughs> or, you know, just search for us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Just search Peachy Shays, Geek Nation, or Geek exactly. Nation. Exactly. And it might be sounding like I'm hopped up on some sort of uh, sugar or other things. Don't worry about it. I'm just excited. And it was from a, something I didn't expect to be excited about. Uh, the original Dune came out, like, in the 80s. Uh, very confusing mess of a movie because the book is just, like, all of the books are just technical bricks. And <laughs> it's one of those things that uh, it's it's a testament to your nerddom if you've gotten through those books, any of them. Like, I will give you major props if you have done so. Because even the movie itself, uh, I thought was a lot longer than it really is. And I got to go back and watch it because it's confusing. And what I'm talking about is Dune. Oh. Because they have remade made it it is coming out sometime towards the end of this year that's what they said 2020 yeah i'll watch it at home probably on this Prepare point for my the delay yeah. Yeah, i realize i never saw the first one like the original uh i remember trying to watch it being very confused and we were in the middle of the movie and my wife comes in and is like what's that and i was like don't worry about it i don't want to try to explain this <laughs> dude it's so funny i saw a meme and i didn't even realize this i thought the whole time that dune is actually tremors <laughs> I, I kind of. I, I, there was times where I've seen pictures, and I thought it was Dune when it was okay. Tremors. Like, so I, I, I understand where the you got grabbers that from. are not as big as the sandworms and uh, Ericus. Okay, because I sat there and thought about it. I'm like, okay, I remember this, and I looked up Dune images from 1984, and I'm like, I don't remember these costumes. See this, what? Yeah, exactly. So um, the original movie had some big names in them, and the two that I'm remembering right now are Patrick Stewart and Sting. Uh, yeah, the singer, Sting. And so uh, it was a really interesting movie. The effects are amazing. The story is convoluted, complicated, and they try to get through a whole lot in a short amount of time. I will say, if you've seen the trailer, the amount of eye candy they gave us Dude. ladies. With Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, you know, Zendaya even. Well, Dave Batista. <laughs> yeah, I was yes. going to say Batista as well. I was going to call him Drax. I forgot his name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the names on this new one are like epic. I don't know anything about Timothy Chalamet other than the fact he, that- He looks like a baby, so he's not eye candy to me. Yeah, and <laughs> that is uh, one of the things. The only thing that I know of him is an SNL bit where one of the ladies on SNL looks amazingly like him. So she was doing impressions of him because it was like the SNL at home and they didn't really have a whole lot to do on all of that. Um he looks really good mm. uh, as the uh, as the, the 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 main character of this movie, and essentially 
Uh, the joke is, I mean, it's essentially like a Star Wars type movie. If you don't gotcha. know anything, you're going into it blank. Uh, Where they're fighting a rebellion or their rebellion? Uh, a, a little bit more along the lines of there are people trying to kill this royal family, uh, and he's trying to figure out what's going on. It really rolls around people controlling planets. There's this one big planet called, I think it's Arrakis. I might be butchering the name. I'm sorry, everyone out there. Um, but essentially. Spice runs the world, uh, universe, spice galaxy. as in like actual spices or is that code for drugs? Yes. Uh, they okay. just, <laughs> and that was the one thing is like I don't remember them uh, doing uh, anything other than it's it, it, it makes you super powered or super awesome and it's highly addictive and will probably kill you as well. So it's kind of that catch-all MacGuffin sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Arrakis is one of the biggest plants, maybe the only planet that mines it. So you've got to deal with the spice and the sandworms and all the political intrigue that's going on with this mixed with some battles, the natives, seeing some badass characters as in uh, Zendaya and uh, Bautista and all of these different things. So it's really like a space epic in the truest sense of the word. And I don't know how they're going to fit this all into one movie. I think they're got, they got to do two, I feel, but I don't even know. Let's see. What I wouldn't have even saying? thought about this if this was the first of a trilogy or something. And, yeah. Because you know, I, again, well, I thought it was Tremors. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mean, the worms are going to win eventually, right? But I am so pumped. I have no idea. Do you think I should watch... Uh, the first one, or should I just wait and take the story as it is now? Uh, I'm going to go back and watch the first one. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily going to help me at all um, watching it, but I feel that I want to do that just to kind of get in that mindset and get out of other space stuff that I've been watching mindset, like get out of Star Trek, get out of Star Wars, and get into this and kind of get that feeling of it. Now, the original was done by David Lynch, uh, you know, Twin Peaks fame, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, he does a lot of weird stuff. So it'll be interesting to see Dennis uh, Villanueva's take on all of it and see if it's a little more coherent for the non-artistic brain. Um, and, yeah, it's going to come out in two parts. I uh, don't know anything beyond that because every article says it's in April that it's doing that. But I'm interested to see where they're going to be going with it. And the trailer's fantastic. It says it's projected to come out uh, December 18th. I mean, but things have been... Yeah, it, everything is in flux at this point. We saw how far back Tenet got pushed back. And, and I even saw that they might be pushing Wonder the Woman back again. Really? They might be. Are we ever going to get Black Widow too? I have no idea. I think they're just waiting for the theaters to be able to have people in them. I mean, that's what I got to imagine. We did finally get Mulan, like, on Disney+. Plus. So, I mean, Black Widow might be shortly after. And if you're worried about the fact that maybe you don't want to pay the $30 to check out Mulan, you can wait until December. That's when it's going to be going to free if you have a Disney Plus subscription. So, you can do that as well. Or everyone has a bubble, like, they're people Mm -hmm. that they are, you know, know, everyone has a bubble. You know what I mean. Yep. Um. So if you get your people in your bubble and you all put a couple bucks in, it won't be that much. Yeah, it's like watching a pay-per-view, uh, like a wrestling pay-per-view uh-huh. or boxing or anything like the UFC. Say, fight's like $100. Yeah. Yeah, everyone kicks in. Someone brings some pizza. You have your small group of people, right. whatever your state requirements are, if you have any. Have some fun and watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from that, Joe, I wanted to see uh, get your take on this. It's official. The Xbox Next Gens have come out with their price points. Oh, I did see this. So this is fun because they're going to have the uh, Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X. They're going to launch November twenty. Uh, no, sorry, November tenth, with pre-sales going out September twenty second, uh, which is coming up very soon. Xbox Series X is going to be four hundred and ninety nine dollars. So a five hundred dollars 
$100 sticker price. The Series S is only going to be $300 for their sticker price. And it's going to have a little bit smaller of a uh, processor. So it'll be kind of the budget version if you're looking for that little mini fridge uh, sucker. It looks kind of cute. Mini Xbox. Yeah. Um, a big interesting thing about this now is that Xbox All Access, this is the reason why they're getting rid of the Game Pass under a thing, is because they want this to be affordable for everybody. So you could actually do it like you would do for a cell phone carrier with your cell phone where you do a 24-month plan. They'll do that. And with the X, you can do it 35 bucks a month for, I think, 24 months or 25 bucks a month for the S to get the, the system. You'll also get All Access gets you the uh, Game Pass Ultimate and Game Pass PC members will also get the EA Play at no additional cost. So that's a bunch of titles just to start off with. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard a lot from my friends at the Game Pass in general and that idea of you pay a one-time subscription price per month and you get access to all their games library is just the way to go nowadays because yeah. these Xboxes have so much space and you have so many games you want to play. I mean, if you think about the idea of playing a game a month, it's half the price of buying a new game. So, I mean, that pays for it on its own, especially if you consider the fact you get online and stuff like that. Exactly. Uh, the price point is incredibly cheap. I mean, this this if you compare it to PC specs, obviously you're not getting your 1000 to $2,000 computer, but, mm-hmm. I mean, for $500, you're not going to get a much better PC, and especially once the PlayStation announces their stuff. I mean, this is a steal. Yeah, and the reason why Xbox has, uh, they basically, you know, it was a game of price chicken between them and the PlayStation. Well, the S was leaked, and so they, instead of uh, denying or not addressing it, they just came out full force. was like, boom, boom, boom. This is what we're doing. Get that news out there. Make it happen. Let everyone know what's going on with it. And I feel that it really built up some hype. Yeah, and I doubt that the PlayStation is going to be able to drop anything you know lower than that. I mean, I, which I assume is their big concern, right, mm-hmm. if it's $100 cheaper or whatever. But again, you should just go with what you want to play with. Xbox is geared towards multiplayer. PlayStation is always, also always geared towards their single game Yeah, uh, and their exclusives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's a big thing. And they already said that Xbox wasn't going to have any exclusive titles, which makes sense because it's Microsoft, and they're going to run PC stuff as well. Yeah, and the one thing you're going to want to know is they're going to have a Halo, and that's what of everyone's going to want to play. Are. Yeah, I mean, of course they are. That's the biggest thing on that. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know which one I'm going to get. I'm probably, like right now, just in my brain, I'm probably going to get an Xbox first um, because I, I've had the Xbox, whatever, the last generation one. The Xbox uh, X. X, yeah. Uh, whatever it is. One, uh, Xbox One. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I've had that one for a long time, and I just got my PS4 last year for Red Dead, so maybe I'm going to hold off on all of that. We'll see. I'll eventually get both anyway. I mean, I'd do it anyway. Just wait till a title that only comes out on PS5, and then it'll be good. Soon enough, and they'll get that. I know. Uh, moving on from that, The Walking Dead is ending. Whoa. But its spinoffs will live on. Now, I know some people have thought that The Walking Dead has gone on way too long. Our buddy Danny is one of those. Uh, I still haven't finished this last season because I don't even think that the last episode has uh, come out yet. I'm waiting on all of that. Going to make that happen. I'm going to see what happens, and it finishes off this season to see what they do with Alpha, Beta, and uh, the Whisperers. But they have announced that, AMC has announced that the upcoming 11th season will be its last. But instead of the usual 16 episodes, it's going to have 24 stretched out over two years. Uh, So actually, we're looking to get 30 more episodes, because as previously announced, the show is adding six additional episodes onto this end of season 10. So that's actually Hmm. pretty cool. Like, they're going to be able to, like, fix a lot of the issues they had because they had to stop production Mm because of COVID. And that's the thing that sucks. 
But uh, all told, the show's expected to air new episodes through late 2022. And spoiler alert, seems like some people are going to live through it because there's going to be more spinoffs. Wait, through late 2022? Wow. Yes. Now... In 2023, we're going to get a spinoff for Norman Reedus's Daryl and mm. Melissa McBride's Carol. Okay. So we're going to have the Daryl and Carol show. Like That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I know. I know. I just love saying it. Uh, it'll launch in 2023. And then there's also a scripted anthology series called Tales of the Walking Dead, which will feature individual episodes or arcs featuring new or existing characters, backstories, or other standalone stories. So I have a feeling that... Like, they're not going to be able, even if they have, like, 30 episodes, maybe to wrap up everybody's story or to talk about it. Or maybe they'll just go and then we'll see what happened to Maggie when she left for a while. And I think she's coming back or maybe she'll be back. I don't know maybe. what's going on with it. I still need to catch up on all of that. Uh, but that also joins Fear the Walking Dead and the limited series Walking Dead World Beyond, which does premiere next month. So uh, don't fear. Lots of zombie stuff yeah. still around. Yay. Are we still into zombies? Like, I feel like uh, we get waves of things we like. Yeah. To be honest, like the way you say that, you're not wrong. Like, I've kind of gotten over the show. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I didn't even finish when they were still doing all of the stuff for the last season. Uh, if it's going to be a zombie movie or a show, I need a fun take on it. I need something different. Mm-hmm. Santa Clarita Diet was the last real zombie show that I really, really was into. But mm-hmm. it's also because of how charismatic Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant, mm-hmm. and even the younger actors who I can't remember their names <laughs> of, they were fantastic as well. So, yeah. I just think it's just kind of waning. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Like, even going back to, like, when I was in high school. So, mind you, over 10 years ago from when I was a senior. you're old. I know, I'm old. Sorry. But, like, I remember, like, when Pirates of the Caribbean came out, everything was about pirates. Everyone was obsessed with pirates. Even when Lord of the Rings, everyone was obsessed with that. Mm -hmm. People are still obsessed with Harry Potter and wizards and stuff. But, I mean, it's not as big as it was. Yeah. Uh, But when zombies, like, were a thing, when The Walking Dead first came out, I feel like zombies were everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Let's punch out as many zombie movies and zombie shows as we can. Like, it just blew up. Kind of like the whole bacon phenomenon. Like, everyone was obsessed with bacon for a while. Hey, don't you talk bad about bacon. I am not. I love bacon, but I'm not going to wear bacon (laughs) band-aids. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy bacon band-aids. If somebody has them and I'm hurt, I'm going to. Yes. Okay. Uh, But you know what I mean, though? Like, it's superhero movies are really a thing right now and have Mm -hmm. been for quite a few years. So, it worries me, but I'm also curious what's going to be next. And yeah. so when I see things like The Boys, like we've talked about, or, you know, Umbrella Academy, where they're technically a superhero show, they're not. Like, it's not at the same time. It's not the the the, cl- the traditional ones we've grown to love that became, like, massive True. successes. So I am curious to see what is going to be the next step of obsession, if you will. Yeah, like, I mean... Vampires had its role with yes, Twilight and, and everything after that. Yeah, and I feel that that kind of went away pretty quickly. Even though I still recommend people to watch What We Do in the Shadows, yes, uh, the movie and the series. But yeah, like, but what? you're not watching it because they're vampires. You're watching it because it's a fun show. Well, I mean, for me, it's vampire. Okay, vampires well, a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I want I want to see. And if people have any suggestions on what will be the next thing, maybe we'll go back to westerns, like, or maybe some sort of like with Dune and everything, like some sort of apocalyptic. Situation, and I'm wondering if it hits too close to home. So people are wanting <laughs> yeah, like to see the, that. Uh, how about some non 2020 apocalyptic right. situations? Which I think they're covering everything. I mean, literally, like right now, like San Francisco has the red sky because of the mm. fires, and everyone's like, "Hey, look at that! Blade Runner 2049 is real." 
Yeah. Mm. It's like, who had twenty uh, Blade Runner 2049 or whatever? On, the, on their bingo card? On their bingo card. <laughs> well, let's talk about some fun stuff again, gosh. Uh, this year's Toy Hall of Fame finalists are out. The nominees, we've got 12 of them. Uh, now, uh, if you don't know, uh, there were three of them that made it last year into the Toy Hall of Fame. Uh, the Coloring Book which mm-hmm. is, I mean, this is where BJ gets into the coloring book's not a toy, but I feel it is. Uh, something that he would be totally okay with that would be Magic the Gathering. Like, it made it into the Toy Hall of Fame last year and Matchbox Cars. I think all fine additions to that. Um, but now the 12 finalists this year are mm-hmm. the Baby Nancy doll. I don't know that one. Uh, now like, I, th- I, looked, I looked it up because I did see about it, but I'm like, I've never seen it. I feel like it might have been a little before my time. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. So, yeah, it looks like, okay, yeah, it was, Baby Nancy was debuted in 1968, and it was the first ethnically correct black doll. So very much a, uh, a a thing that is necessary. So you, because you have those things where it's a, the inclusion, mm-hmm. like you want to have for kids things that they can recognize, and they want mm-hmm. you want to have a doll that represents right. their ethnicity. And that was one of the things that I found interesting. Not to get too into this, but mm-hmm. when I was a kid, so I am of Mexican descent. Mm-hmm. I have very pale skin for somebody who's Mexican descent, so people don't typically believe me or you know think I am. My cousin, who's a year younger than me, she's only half Mexican and looks real tan. It, it, it's funny how genetics yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Um, so growing up, when you know, because we were so close in age, we would get the same doll because we wanted to play with the same doll. But because she was darker than me, she would always get the black baby doll. Because that's all they had. And I'd get the white baby doll. And I'm like, okay, but we're neither of these we're things. We're neither, Yeah. And so growing up, I'm like, that's, you know, like, okay, like, but that's not who we are. So it's kind of nice to see, like, as years have gone on, like, more inclusion Mm -hmm. and more variety of these things. I think one of the big things on that recently, just thinking about is the fact that the inclusion of Miss Marvel in the Avengers video game, Mm -hmm. like having a Pakistani American as a superhero and one that is integral to the story is a big thing for Mm -hmm. representation. Like, you need that. So that was the baby Nancy on that. The next one on this list is Bingo. Bingo's fun, infuriating, but it a is, lot of fun if you do it hammered. It is fantastic if you go to the casino and do it with a bunch of old ladies. <laughs> oh, they are out for blood, man. Oh, my God. There's, I, I went, I've gone to Bingo before COVID hit, so this was back in, like, I think February, maybe January. Okay, I yeah. went to the, my local casino by my house. and They have a great bingo hall. Yeah, like, legit, do. it's super fun. Like, it is its own building. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you can get the cards and stuff, which is kind of it's fun, but it's stressful because you're like, oh, oh, wait, 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 yeah, wait, trying to wait. keep up because uh, it's a lot of them. But you could also, for more money, rent like a tablet thing. Yeah, I saw those. And the woman sitting there just drinking her drink, just bingo, because it automatically because you're sitting there, it's different every time someone wins a bingo, it's a different pattern. Yeah. So you're trying to get like lines across, or you're trying to get like a heart or like whatever. A yeah. You know, and so you know you automatically get told, and I'm like, oh, these bitches. <laughs> and if Fine. you win as like a young kid, oh, they get mad at you. It's like my 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 roommate at the time won five hundred dollars. Like, and the stairs, the glares. Yes. Yeah. He gave me 20 bucks, though. He's like, thanks for inviting me. I'm like, woohoo, paid for my drinks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Next on the, this list is the Briar Toy Horses. The uh, They're just basically the, the the toy horses that look pretty real, the little plastic ones. Not really little, um, but kind of G.I. Joe size, because okay. I remember having a couple of them and having my G.I. Joes run around on them. Okay. Uh, next up on the list is Jenga. Very fun game. I hate cleanup. 
So we don't play it that often. But it is. Plus, a, I have cats. There's. It's one of those things that it's enjoyable for both adults and kids. Absolutely. Same with bingo. <laughs> and you can add drinking to it as an adult, and then it's even more fun. Yep, I have a drunk Django version. <laughs> uh, light bright on this list. Did you ever have a light bright? I might have. It might have been like a, a cousin's house. I remember playing with one as a kid, but you always end up losing all the pieces. Yeah, yeah. That was the biggest problem with all of that. Is like suddenly you have like seven. Of the little things. Yeah, we don't know like, where the other ones are. We can't your, do anything with your them. mom doesn't care. She'll vacuum them up. <laughs> I played. So I, we were at this event once here in Seattle, and they had like a giant one. What? And like the pieces were probably about maybe eight inches long. Like they're they're just like big pegs. Yeah. And it was so much fun. Uh, He-Man figures. All right. Uh, it has to make it, I feel. But, I mean, on that same note, last year uh, My Little Pony was in it, and it didn't make it, so it's another. They're just going to keep pushing this one until it gets in. I feel that He-Man and My Little Pony should make this. Uh, a board game on this list that should never make it is Risk. Sorry, I hate Risk. Also, Sorry the Game is also on that. I like that a lot more than Risk. Uh, yeah, I've never played Risk ever. You don't want to. Like, uh, there's there's so many better area control games at this point in time. Don't bother with it. Like, <laughs> like, and don't ask BJ about Risk because he'll get really mad about it. Uh, essentially, it comes down to dice rolls will screw you no matter what. Uh, Sidewalk Chalk is on this list as well. Uh, it's that kind of as a toy. Then at that point, do we have like Crayola crayons? I think crayons are actually Already in the Toy in Hall of Fame. Yeah, you'll have to check out toyhalloffame.org for that hmm. to find out. Uh, but also, I know one that you love, the Tomagachis. The Tomagachi. Yeah. I, those... I never realized that there were two different brands as a kid, but I had the Nano Pets. Uh, they're different? Yeah, like two different brands, oh. but they're the same thing. Okay, yeah. Okay, like, that makes sense. The Tomagachis were typically like a solid color, and I really liked the Nano Pets because they, do you remember how like that see-through like Game Boy colors were mm-hmm. like that purple see-through yeah, one? Yeah, cool. Like I had a green kind of see-through like Ooh. Nano Pets, and it was a dog. It was so cool. <laughs> how many times did your Nano Pet die? Uh, a couple times, but I ended up losing it because it fell out of my pocket, and oh. it ended up in my parents' car like in the cushions. Oh, no. And I found it like a year later and it was dead and I ended up stripping the screw so I couldn't change the battery. I guess that's the only time it's worthwhile to find a dead dog in your parents' car. And finally, yeah, and finally a game that I still play because it's in the app form, Yahtzee. (laughs) I've actually, I don't know how to play. What? I think I've played it before. I just kept hitting the button, like of the app version. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Will, I mean, it's it's one of those um, roll and write games. Mm-hmm. You roll dice, you figure it out. It's very simple, very fun, and I'll have to teach you sometime. It's also a great drinking game. <laughs> like, yeah, yep. like if you get Yahtzee, take a drink. If you do other things, I mean, you can make all sorts of crazy rules when it comes down to it. Essentially, what it comes down to is, I mean, you know, you can make a Risk a drinking game, but basically it's drink so you don't have to play Risk. Right. A lot of those. I will say, though, if if you've never played Yahtzee, two games you would like to check, you should check out if you want something that's not like your typical Yahtzee, mm-hmm. if you like dice. Uh, zombie dice is really fun. Yes. You could also make that a drinking game. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're trying to collect as many brains as possible. Yeah. And when one person gets to like, I think 15. 13. 13. Yeah, you got to keep it with the unlucky numbers there. So once you hit 13 brains, everyone gets a chance to go one more time. Yeah. And so you can keep like, it's uh, you have a gamble kind of a thing. Like, yeah. oh, I, I, I'm. It's a pressure luck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, save my brains now because if you lo- if you get shot three times, you lose them all. Yep. Uh, and so there was one game. Where I think the person made it up to like 18 or something. Jeez. And so we go around and I think my boyfriend at the time ended up just rolling and he was at like three. 
Yeah, it was at nothing. We're like, and he just kept rolling brains, rolling oh, brains, rolling nice. brains, and then just lost it the last no! second. It was the best one ever. Uh, <laughs> the other one you should definitely check out is uh, King of Tokyo. Or King is a, yeah, King of Tokyo, which is really fun. I didn't know that was a role play, uh, rolling game. Um, I, I don't, it doesn't uh, play like, um, like Yahtzee or anything, but you roll the die and that tells you what actions you can pick and choose. Uh, I think you can roll it up to three times. Okay, okay. So you can hit, like you can make a hit against your enemies. You could heal. You could get monies. I've um, heard that that's a really fantastic game as well. Like, BJ yes. always talks big about that. It's just one I've never actually gotten around to, unfortunately. Really? I'm, I'm going to have to let you borrow it because it's that <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun, cute game for everybody. Like, any age. And it's very lighthearted. It's like, yes, there's a little bit of, you know, competitiveness to it. Um, but there's still enough skill along with the luck. Because you're like, because you can't heal if you're in Tokyo. You're the king of Tokyo. Yeah, okay. It makes you, sense. You can attack everybody, but you can't heal. <laughs> so it, it it's you know you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna get out now I'm gonna get out of Tokyo and try to heal because I'm gonna die. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the zombie dice in King of Tokyo didn't make the Hall of Fame. One day, someday, maybe. I really feel that uh, there's a chance with some of those, and uh, I want to hear what other people have to think about what games should make the Toy Hall of Fame. Whether it's the ones that I've listed or some other ones, let me know. Hit us up at uh, some of the Facebook page or well, some of the Facebook page, the Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, or just BJGeekNation at gmail.com. But now it is time. Time for the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? So this is pretty awesome. Ranker.com has a lot of awesome content. And one of the things they've been doing recently is that they put out trivia. Like they'll find details Ooh. like of movies. It could be any year where they say uh, like movie details we found this week that made us say, damn, that's interesting. Damn, that's interesting. Well, hey. And some of these uh, was, I'm like, oh, like I, I really did say <laughs> that. I'm like, well, that is interesting. That is actually interesting. <laughs> For example, in a Star Wars A New Hope, the final thing Obi-Wan Kenobi sees before deciding to sacrifice himself is Luke and Leia reunited after 19 years after witnessing their birth. Because he was oh, there, witnessed yeah. their birth, and then he looks at them. That's the last thing he yeah, sees. A little short for a stormtrooper. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were going to go with he sees himself in Darth Vader's mask. And I was like, that's edgy. That's <laughs> <laughs> so edgy. Uh, going on to a creepy movie uh, in Seven. Oh, the- yeah. When Mills and Somerset, so this is uh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt's characters, mm-hmm. uh, go into Wild Bill's leather store looking for ma- information about John Doe. The clerk says that Doe had a limp. Behind them, outside the store, you can see in the glass window, a man is man limping is shown watching the detectives. That is interesting. It's kind of like when you rewatch Spider-Man Homecoming and you actually see Jake Gyllenhaal's character around before he actually meets him. I love that, too, because you're like, um, did, it, did it say Buffalo Bill's? Leather no, shop it said wild wild bills, bills. leather store because that okay because I was just thinking oh that's it seems like an uh, uh, an homage to Buffalo Bill from right. Silence of the Lambs but I just misheard it damn <laughs> I was hoping for another <laughs> little fun fact that would have been great yeah I know. um this one's not really nerdy but I like it okay it's in Rocky when he runs through the Italian marketplace <laughs> the people's amused expressions as they look on are genuine as they had no idea why a man was running back and forth <laughs> followed by a van. <laughs> The man who throws him in the or uh, throws him the orange was completely improvised. That's great. I love That's that actually kind of super thing. funny. Uh, like I love hearing stuff like, yeah, we don't know what the hell's going on, or like the crowds are <laughs> real. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in Back to the Future, and this isn't the only thing I've seen them do this, uh, when Lorraine calls Marty McFly Calvin Klein because of his underwear, because she thought that was his name. Yeah, because everyone has their uh, name on their underpants. Right. Apparently. At the time, Calvin Klein wasn't famous outside the United States, so thus the name is changed to famous designer brands in other countries. Thusly, Marty was called Levi Strauss in Spain and Pierre Cardin in France. So my <laughs> Levi Strauss have uh, denim underpants. <laughs> Get away from me. My I'm not condoning this behavior, but my roommate may have downloaded a movie I wanted to see, which was Demolition Man, because I hadn't seen it in years. Okay, yeah. What I didn't realize, I always heard, you know, Taco Bell is the last restaurant mm-hmm. ever, right? But they didn't have Taco Bell, and it confused me. They had, I believe, it was Domino's. Domino's made it. And I did a little research, and that was the, like, English version, the British version or something like that. They don't have Taco Bells in England? I mean, they might, but, I mean, maybe a more popular one was Domino's or something? That is weird. Um, Well, now they do finally have Taco Bells in England. I had to Google it, so (laughs) I'm sorry, England. (laughs) Movies do this all the time. Like, in the movie Inside Out, there's a scene where a little girl's trying to eat, like, they're trying to get her to eat her broccoli, but in other countries, broccoli isn't a gross vegetable, so they switched it out with vegetables kids would consider gross. That's so In different countries. It's it's really interesting. What vegetables do they think are gross in other countries? I think they had, one of them had bell peppers, which bell peppers are delicious. Those are fantastic. Right? Um, the kid needs to have a stuffed pepper and shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> sorry. That was that was an inside voice on that one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Try some kale. See how you like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Have some kale chips, kid, and be miserable. Let's I mean, see. sorry, wife. Uh, sorry, Speaking I'm, of I'm which. Actually, I'm looking for the scene because I know it was something else. I like broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Japan, they cut it out for bell peppers and actually it wasn't the only scene they did that in. Uh, there was also a scene where, you know, they saw the dad playing hockey and in a different country they use soccer. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I can kind of see how that would go. That's pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything on. else on this I'm list? I'm trying to find my list again. Yeah, it, would be, it wouldn't make any sense if you were an American all of a sudden you saw someone playing like cricket. Yeah. Right? You'd have to cut that out. Yeah. We have no cricket games. I don't understand that. Yeah. Or even like curling. Sure. Right. Yeah, we might know curling. We have a U.S. team. Uh, I will make team. Do we? So, yeah. D- did you guys ever see uh, Lincoln? I think it was Daniel Day-Lewis's. Oh, yeah. He really The Vampire Hunter? No, no, not, not the Vampire, vampire Hunter. Hunter. That movie's that terrible. <laughs> so the ticking of Abraham Lincoln's watch in the film is actually the sound of Lincoln's real watch, which was recorded in his home at Lincoln's presidential library during shooting. Weird. So they went to his house and they used his real cool. watch. Oh. I'm like, that's awesome. Wow. I can't believe it worked. Yeah, right? I know. That's kind of like, oh, well, keeps a... I don't want to make that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, at least it's still ticking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do any tasteless assassination jokes uh, today. Anywho. Uh, Until next time, guys, stay nerdy.